Hey everyone and welcome to our Thursday edition of the Scouting Report. I hope you enjoyed both parts 1 and 2 of our behind the scenes look at what an area scout does. All these area scouts are getting ready to go on the road next week as college camps open up and as you heard their lives will be full of football. Let me know what you would like to hear on our next Wednesday special. Just a reminder, share this podcast, subscribe and like it. You can find it both on iTunes and Podbean. You can find me at rsafootball.com or on Twitter at RightStepADV. Follow me, let me know your thoughts on all things football. Now to today's scouting report. We're looking at Patrick McMorris, safety out of San Diego State. Taking a look at his background here, a true senior heading into 2022 season will be his fourth year on the roster and fourth year seeing fairly significant time on the field. A 5'11 and 160-pound corner coming out of high school, rated just a two-star recruit, was uh, known much more for his prowess on the offensive side of the ball in high school where he was a very good running back. His defensive snaps really progressed, though, during his senior year. Uh, a lot of production there led to his only Division I offer from San Diego State, where he committed shortly after he got that offer. Since being on campus, he has taken the steps every year, both uh, on the field with his weight, with his production, to be now widely viewed as a draftable safety among the scouts in the industry. He's been number 33 since stepping onto campus, so he's easy to find. As a true freshman 2019, he played nine games, cut his teeth primarily on special teams where he was a part-time player. In 2020, COVID shortened season, played in seven games, started one of those, primarily a backup rotational defensive back, while also logging significant time on the core four special teams. 2021, of course, he took a big jump, very good defense, earned himself first team all Mountain West by both the coaches and the media. His 1,028 snaps gave scouts plenty to look at in his production. 90 tackles, which led the team, along with four interceptions, showed that you know this guy didn't just line up and fill a spot on the defense. He could play, and he was a big part of that success that they had. With a COVID redshirt year still an option for him, again, he could be a fifth-year player and choose to come back after this year. You could make the argument that Patrick is really playing with house money this year, again, knowing he's going to be in a great spot. He either blows this year out, has a really great year, and uh, enters the NFL draft, or, you know, things don't go as planned. He's going to use that COVID redshirt, return to San Diego State or elsewhere for the 2023 season. Again, yeah, number one thing you can do is go out there and just have a great year and let everything else take care of itself. So let's take a look at the film. Let's first look at his strengths. Short area quickness really stands out for this player. He's a quick twitch athlete. He has good five-yard burst to cover in the underneath and short area routes. Uh, he does a good job closing on routes, stays close to the hip. Uh, anything short, intermediate where he covers, where they really attack, he plays well. Keeps his feet in the ground. Any sudden movement, he can, he can make it happen now to change directions. Also has very good field vision can be seen consistently making calls and checks versus motion. Uh, on the back end, he's going to cover plays in the right way versus bunches and motions across the field. Uh, there's even a few times where it appears there's some communication going on. Maybe another defender doesn't see a call, doesn't see an adjustment supposed to be made. 
Patrick is going to make the adjustment needed, make sure everyone is covered on the offensive side. It's always good to see safeties taking that and you know owning it, making sure everybody's right on defense. The other thing that really stands out is this effort motor. This guy plays hard. He's going to throw his body around. He's not afraid to throw his frame and body into you know bigger players, whether it's a blocker, ball carry, to try to make plays. Anytime you see that on film, it is good. You want to see that show up. On the other side, taking a look at uh, some of the weaknesses of his game, I think his long speed is uh, going to leave something to be desired. This is a player that you would say is quicker than fast. His range on the back end from middle of the field is more of a numbers than a red line range. Even then, it looks like uh, he's going to miss some plays on the numbers that maybe you'd want a true middle of the field safety to make. Uh, he's going to make a living in a deep half defense. He'll need to be aware of the speed threats when he's in man coverage. If he's got somebody from the slot, he's got to cover some of these uh, newer age tight ends, these F tight ends that you know can burn down the middle. So um, again, that long speed will be something that will, uh, will be something discussed throughout his draft process. His angles, again, for being a smart guy, uh, for being a guy that's very aware on the back end, some of the angles he takes to the ball are not always what you want them to be. Um, again, his good initial quickness, his good five yards to the ball is um, often there. The angle looks good, but as, uh, as the play elongates, as the ball carry keeps going, you can see him kind of start to banana, start to you know bend that track a little bit, um, You know, ends up on the back hip. He's going to miss tackles. He's going to be nipping at the heels too often. Want to see a little, just a little bit better angles. Again, know your speed, know who you are, um, and you know take the angle that you need to there. Break down more film. This guy is a field half safety. Again, he's going to line up mostly to the field in a base 3-3-5 defense. Um, almost always going to be at about 10, yard, 10 to 12 yards deep to the field. Um, likes to play flat foot. He'll be on the move quite a bit just with the way they roll and move into the defense. Uh, he's going to work down into the slot, get near the line of scrimmage and some nickel packages. He can be seen as a box player in dime package. He'll get over the center, uh, play inside the box, you know, communicate, get people moving around. Like I said, he's a communicator. He's an adjuster on the back end. He's going to do a number of things to make the defense right wherever he is at. Good athlete, quicker than fast, as we talked about. He's got good burst, sufficient close, sufficient long speed, which is, again, where you always want a little bit more uh, good pre-snap vision and ability to get himself and the defense in the right spot. Again, this may uh, this translate to him taking throws away both early in plays and even pre-snap. Again, he's going to you know let the quarterback know where he's going to be. Uh, just you know completely take his spot out of the field because you know he's going to be in the right spot. I would call this player a sufficient tackler. He's willing to throw his body around. He's going to take angles to avoid contact. Is a little bit smaller player, uh, but he's going to end up around the ball nearly every play. Again, that's how you end up with 90 tackles. Uh, he is a rapid drag tackler. He's going to look to strike when he can and pose his will. Uh, he does have some back hip moments where he's going to slide and um, miss tackles, though. Uh, his mentality, which you like to see from a lot of safety, is this guy just wants to get the ball carrier to the ground. It's ugly sometimes. Uh, it's, you know, whatever he has to do, grab, flail, you know, go low, go high, whatever it is, this guy's going to get the ball carrier to the ground. Again, not pretty. But the ball carrier is coming down. You get guys that are wanting to thump, wanting to strike, that just completely miss. That's not this guy. This guy wants to make the play. 
In coverage, you see good ball skills. He attacks the ball with good timing, keeps his hands free, uh, isn't going to get real grabby, isn't going to go over the top. Again, he knows how to attack, punch the ball. He's going to make the interceptions he should when he can get his hands on it. He's going to knock it down when he has to. Again, some players don't always know the difference. They go for a pick when they just need to knock it down or vice versa. This guy knows when to do the right thing, has awareness in man coverage to get his head around or when to play the hip. Overall, this is a guy that has a number of sufficient traits, uh, which is good. Again, if you're sufficient, a bunch of levels, that means um, you can do things, you know, uh, at an above average level. Uh, he's got a few good traits sprinkled in there, um, you know, all within a frame and a body composition that really puts him on the slider end of players that are uh, playing in the NFL. But again, his overall package is one that uh, you see like guys like this in the NFL. Who are my player comparisons? Well, it works out that they're both on the same team now, um, and two players I'm looking at, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Micah was a fifth-round pick of the Packers out of Iowa. Was really a solid piece in Green Bay, but never quite the guy. Um, was kind of always wanted to be a little bit more for them. Um, he then signed with Buffalo, went and played for Coach McDermott when he got up there, uh, fit that defense to a T defense you know that he really found his spot in half field safety the way that coach mcdermott moved those guys around played a number of different spots played some from the spots maybe a few spots from the deep middle get down into the box uh, but again uh michael was a guy that really found his role there again i see some similar traits again not that you know great long speed um, you know, both have some good twitch, both do some things from multiple spots and, you know, just really make a living moving around and doing those things. Jordan Poyer, uh, a seventh round pick of the Eagles out of Oregon State, spent one season there before uh, trying to find a role over a couple years with the Browns. Again, it was in Coach McDermott's defense there in Buffalo where he really found his niche, again, playing alongside Micah. Again, not an elite speed guy, not a guy that's, um, you know, run stuff down from the middle of the field, but he's got better quickness, penchant to make plays, makes plays on the balls, uh, makes consistent tackles. Uh, again, both those guys have been a big part of making that Buffalo defense, that whole Buffalo team really click, uh, make them a favorite in you know, this year's NFL. Um, so I think these guys really fit a really similar mold, um, maybe slightly bigger than what Patrick is now. So we'll see where Patrick ultimately measures in this year. Uh, but those are my comparisons. Uh, so am I saying this guy belongs in Buffalo? You know, I think it could be a fit. That's going to be the type of defense you look at. Teams that keep a two shell, that move around a lot, that are going to give you a lot of different looks, active safeties, do multiple things. You know, a spot like Atlanta with Coach Dean Pease, Tennessee, Coach Brabel, um, New England, Coach Belichick. Um, again, Buffalo, Tampa Bay with what they do and uh, a little bit more of their traditional cover two defense. Um, again, all have held similar to kind of a, you know, too deep model for their safeties, as opposed to looking at some of these more role-specific safeties, um, your more traditional free safety, strong safety, you know, just you know, find teams where this guy's going to be either left half, right half type of player. So where do I see Patrick? I think I see a fifth or sixth round type player. 
um, productive 2022 season. He's, I know, going to check a lot of boxes um, with his on-field play, his production, his character. Um, I do believe there will be some teams with an undrafted free agent grades, priority free agent grades, um, that will you know kick him down the board. They'll like him, but that he's just not going to be a guy that fits their defense. Um, these are the teams that you know look for more of the big thumping strong safety and then the long speed explosive you know run fast from the middle of the field free safeties um, again there's you know no wrong way to play defense it just won't be a fit for them that's right there's going to be plenty of teams that keep this guy on the board throughout the process with Patrick's special team ability his smarts his versatility to work in a defense he should be the answer to multiple questions for coaches that uh, want a guy that can do multiple things scouts are going to love the reliability of this guy the production the consistency of play um, again for Patrick it will be on him to elevate his game wherever he can in the 2022 fall season to maximize that 2023 draft value you know, to Patrick, I say good luck. Um, I love watching the San Diego State defense. If you love good defense, if you love good defensive football and have not gotten to see San Diego State play, I highly recommend you get a game or, or two on to watch them. They play really sound defense. They have a ton of movement. They're active on defense. Again, not a, not a ton of names, big recruits, but they play really good defensive football. It's fun to watch. Um, looking forward to seeing Patrick play this fall. Tune in again next week as we uh, cover two more players, one on offense, one on defense. Let me know what you would like to hear next Wednesday or the upcoming Wednesday special. Of course, subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Head over to Twitter. Find me at RightStepADV. Let me know what you think of everything we've put out. Until next time, keep scouting.